0: Still no Pac-12 media deal, but whatever happens, I think Oregon's going to be fine. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. If you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, please, and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show. Big shout out to all of you who have done so already. And you guys are just filling up the mailbag. I mean, it was down to like the last question. I told you that and then boom, stacking one question on top of the other. We're going to roll through several of them here on today's show. One of them, uh, a fun and interesting variety. But there's no Pac-12 media deal right now. And I know that makes fans antsy at this point in time. Of all the Pac-12 programs that should be concerned or have even more of an eye on what's going to happen in the media deal, Oregon is not at the top of the list. I don't think Washington's near the top of the list. I don't even think Utah is that close to the top of the list. Because think about this. If you're worried about the the Pac-12 media deal, what it might happen, what it might look like, this, that, and the other thing, what exactly are you concerned about? Well, we might not have as much money as other conferences are getting. Okay. That's been the case in the Pac-12 compared to the other leagues for quite a while now. Does anyone feel like Oregon's been in a big disadvantage financially? Now, other schools, the Arizona and Arizona states of the world, Cal and Stanford a little bit maybe, Oregon State, Washington State, reasonable for them, Colorado even, to be more concerned on that front. But in what world has Oregon been lagging behind, let's say, teams in the Big Ten? like Ohio State, oh, by the way, we beat Ohio State in 2021, but let's, you know, why don't we just throw that out the window for argument's sake? The schools that have gotten into the college football playoff while Oregon has been fighting to get back there, which of them have you looked at and said, you know, they just have more money than Oregon. It feels like Oregon can't keep up financially with X program. Has that been it? Not the way I've assessed it. Seems like they've had a lot of the players, though not all of them, but a lot of the players across the board on a couple of different teams to compete at that level and get to the playoff. In fact, in one year in particular, with a coach who many of you think is the worst coach on planet earth, Mario Cristobal, they were probably one play away from being in the college football playoff. Would they have lost to LSU? Yep. So would everybody else. But just go down the list of teams that have made the play. TCU just got to the national championship game. TCU. Is, is there anything financially TCU's got that Oregon doesn't? No. Other way around. There are things Oregon's got financially that TCU probably does not. As long as Uncle is around, not too worried about it. But... There are still questions to be answered about the Pac-12 media deal for sure. Would I prefer they get more? Yeah, I'd always have more than less. But as long as it's in the ballpark of the Big 12 and the ACC, I really don't see Oregon being at a big disadvantage there. I I think they're going to be just fine. And from an exposure standpoint, I know some people are worried about that as well. Well, what if it's streaming heavy? Oregon's not going to have the exposure. That's potentially, though not certainly, Because we don't actually know what the deal is. And I'm just ripping what little hair I have on my head. I could grow more, just for the record. I choose not to actively. Team Buzz Cut for the win. Anyway, so where was I going with that before I got sidetracked talking about my hair? (laughs) The Pac 12 media deal is still not there. And I'm ripping my hair out because it isn't there yet. But it's going to come in behind. At least two, probably three, maybe even four other Power Five conferences. But from an exposure standpoint, that's where I was going with that. See, I got I got back to it. I bet you because some of you are so nice watching on YouTube, you were typing in the comments where I was going, which I really appreciate. But from an exposure standpoint, well, what if it's streaming heavy? No one's gonna see Oregon. If Oregon wins a bunch of games and continues to win a bunch of games, you know how they're gonna get on. Recruits' radars, they're going to play in conference championship games. They're going to play in big time bowl games. In a 12 team playoff, they'll make the college football playoff. They will be in the top 25, which recruits are 100% paying attention to because they're probably college football fans, generally speaking. Yeah, they may not watch Oregon on TV as much sometimes because they've got some more games that are on a streaming surface they may or may not have. I really don't think that effect is going to be uh, too significant there. So big picture thoughts. But now let's get into your questions because there are a lot of great ones here. These came from the YouTube comments, which is the most commonplace you all like asking questions. Twitter DMs are open too. Some of you hop in there. By the way, I got to shout out Duck Blazer, who has added not one, not two, not three, not four, but five questions to the mailbag. That is Podcast listener slash viewer ingenuity. And I very much appreciate it. So this is from uh, Ton, er, Ton, nice one, Spencer. John Takayuchi. Hope I got that right. What happens with media deals if SDSU, San Diego State, and SMU join the conference? Do they get signed to the same deal after we get a media deal or would it be adjusted for all teams? Also, if somehow the Big Ten calls Oregon, can they get out of a media deal? Let's answer the first question. When a G5 school is added to a Power 5 conference, they are almost never, in fact, I don't think there has been an instance, at least not that I'm aware of, they are not a full media rights conference revenue earning member right away. They become that eventually, but Utah, for instance, was not a full media rights member right away because coming from the G5 level, it's a lot harder to pull your weight at that point in time. Conferences recognize that, schools recognize that. And the reason that G5 schools are still willing to make that jump is for the long term play, but also a smaller share of a bigger pie, right? 50% of 100 is greater than 100% of 30. That's why they're willing to make that jump, but that's how it always works. So if you're adding two G5 schools, neither will be a full time media rights earning member. I don't know exactly how the contract will work. But there will be a transition period on on that front as SMU and San Diego State, if those are, in fact, the teams, which is what I suspect, if those if those schools, those schools are then given the opportunity to kind of ramp up, increase their viewership, see what they can right, and, and all that sort of stuff and kind of allow for a transition period on that front. Second part of your question is it is an interesting one, interesting part, whatever. I'm, I'm just on fire today. Also, if somehow the Big Ten calls Oregon, can they get out of a media deal? That's a complicated question. The answer is you should go have built bars. I didn't try and trick you on that one. I just said you know what, you, you should. I am going to answer that question. But if you want healthy and tasty, built bars are the way to go. Because healthy is actually tasty when you buy built bars. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, but they've got just four grams of sugar. Only 130 calories and a whopping 17 grams of protein. My personal favorite flavor is mint brownie. I've always got them in the pantry. I've always got them in my golf bag. I've got a bunch of different flavors, including mint brownie in there, but you can get churro, you can get peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, whatever you want, whatever you need. You can get them at built.com. Try the puffs too, they're fantastic. Built.com or go to Walmart or Sam's Club to get your next box of built bars today. All right. Now we can answer the second part of John's question here. If somehow the Big Ten calls Oregon, can they get out of a media deal? Let's operate in the speculative world. I am not of the belief the Big Ten is pursuing Oregon and Washington or Stanford and Cal or some combination of those schools at this point in time. Frankly, again, this is just my opinion. I think the most likely but still improbable scenario for the Big Ten to expand again would be to add Stanford and Notre Dame. I think that is more likely than them coming after Oregon and Washington, but let's answer the question here. Cause you sent it in and that's what I do. I answer the questions that you send in. It's a complicated situation and the ACC is kind of kicked the tires on this. Apparently, it, you know, there's, there have been rumblings about them being unhappy in Florida state and Clemson Juanita, and all this sort of stuff and you know, yada, yada, yada. And so, Basically, when you're locked into this media rights deal, if you try really hard and you desperately want to get out of it, you can, right? And this is not comparable to USC and UCLA who are not leaving the media rights deal early. They signed their grant of rights for that previous contract that's ending after this next sports season, but then they were not committed beyond that. So they can go to the big 10 in 2024, Basically, what would have to happen is what took place in the Big 12, which makes me think it would be possible. In theory, Oregon would have to pay a hefty exit fee, as would anybody else if they've already signed a grant of rights to the conference that doesn't have an exit clause. So it is, in theory, possible. It's a lot of legal jargon and mumbo jumbo. I'm not a lawyer, so I won't pretend to be. Lawyers would have to be heavily involved. It would be difficult, it would be tricky but impossible? No, it would not. So if that were to happen, and I'm wrong on that front, in three years time, let's say, you know, if Oregon were to sign a six-year grant of rights to the PAC-12, and then in year three, the Big Ten said, do you want to come over? And Oregon said, yes, they would have to then acquire some funds or go into their cash reserves or whatever, and find some funds to pay the school's who they had previously committed to, and the conference, so that they could leave early and go to a different league, a la Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. Good question, though. Another one from Eric Lammerman. Could Apple get exclusive rights to Pac-12 sports, but still broadcast on linear television on a limited basis by cutting deals with cable giants. Maybe rotate between Oregon and Washington to give their biggest brands national TV exposure while also promoting its brand and luring more potential customers for its streaming content. So technically, the answer to this question is yes. I don't imagine that that scenario is highly likely though. If Apple's going to get involved, I do not suspect that Pac-12 is going to have a streaming only deal. I don't think they're going to do that. I think ESPN wants to be involved and they just can't come to terms on a dollar figure at this point in time. It's taking longer than many people, myself included, thought it would. I mean, this is essentially, unless the deal drops sometime today, it's going to roll over into the month of March. I definitely thought we would have had a deal by now. And that leads me to believe that they're not on the same page in terms of dollar, figure, dollar figures and they're trying to hammer all that sort of stuff out. And we'll see what George K and his team can come up with. But I don't imagine that ESPN would be involved. But again, if I were wrong here and it was all Apple all the time, they could because they have the rights to the games, right? That that That's how this works. I think it It can get confusing and I didn't even fully understand it if you go back like a month ago. Like I would have been explaining this to myself back then as well. The Pac-12 is selling the right to broadcast the games. But then at that point, whichever company or companies they sell it to have those rights. Meaning in theory, if they wanted to, could repackage them into a smaller deal and work it out with somebody else. So if Apple were given or Amazon were given exclusive rights and it was an all streaming deal, they could work with ESPN in theory and say, okay, how about you buy these games from us to put in these windows, essentially. And the way that that gets divvied up with scheduling and priority and everything like that is all dependent upon the the deal itself in terms of where the biggest games would be. I don't find that to be particularly likely because I think ESPN, if they're going to want to be involved in the Pac-12 and they actually do want it, they're just going to be a partner up front. I don't think they're going to, you know, that would be kind of backdooring their way into having access to Pac-12 sports and Pac-12 content. And I don't think they would want to do it that way. It seems like it would just be an unnecessary step. The only way I could foresee that coming to fruition is if Apple were to just dramatically overpay for everything and give the PAC 12 an insane number, you know, close to what their, their goals were and far beyond what anybody expects them to be able to get going into these negotiations whenever they may end, you know, eight to 12 years from now. Sarcasm, but that's just where I'm at mentally with this sort of stuff. Um, Of course, I've been talking about a lot of long on PAC 12 and it is fun. It is interesting, but now I'm just like, all right, let's 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 wrap it up here guys. But anyway, I hope that answers your question cuz you know the the national TV brands the the part of the the second part of Eric's question here, maybe rotate between Oregon and Washington to give their biggest brands national TV exposure while also promoting its brand and luring more potential customers for its streaming content. That's where the ne- negotiations can get finicky between having a streaming partner in a big way and having a cable partner is both sides are going to want the most attractive brands, that being Oregon and Washington and whoever else they deem to be the biggest TV draws. At that point, it doesn't affect how much money the Pac-12 will get, right? Like how many viewers they, they actually have on a per game basis, it's, it's Apple or ESPN or Amazon's or IONT or whoever, whoever pays for the rights to broadcast the content, it's then that entity's job and responsibility to make it a worthwhile and profitable endeavor to get people to watch, sell the advertising spots and either break even or generate a profit. It's not the PAC-12's job to do that. They would probably like them to, to get as much exposure as possible but I think there's going to always be that kind of, you know, uh, uh, tug and pull of Apple wants Oregon over here, but Washington is also appealing. And, you know, do you go one here and one there this week? Or ha-? I, I don't know how those conversations play out, but ESPN and whatever streaming service would be involved are both going to want those two schools primarily because they're pretty clearly the top television draws. So hope that answers your question. Here's a, uh, here's a fun one. This is, again, one of five questions from Blazer Duck via the, uh, the Twitter DMs. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you that. I'm just kind of letting it marinate out there so you understand the gold standard. Because he's not just throwing anything at the wall here. This is going to be a recurring theme. He, might, he may get his own question segment if he keeps this up. But anyway, Blazer Duck asks, Hey, Spencer, I love Oregon's football stadium and the surrounding area. It's so beautiful. I totally agree in the fall time with the, uh, I was about to say foliage. And then I thought of a Jim Gaffigan line, (laughs) great comedian, Jim Gaffigan. Anyway, it's so beautiful, but I have a hard time with the tiny O logo at center field. When I see teams with the big logos like Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Alabama, I wish Oregon would do the same. To me, it's a big wow factor. I would love to see Oregon go with the Vintage Puddles, Donald Duck, fighting out of the O. Would you like to see that happen? Do you think it would have a wow factor with recruits? Well, personally, I've never once looked at the O at Autzen Stadium, a place that I yearned to return to and have not been, tragically, since 2017. I never remember looking at it and being underwhelmed or feeling like it was you know, missing something or that it didn't have enough pizzazz, that it didn't have enough, you know, kind of spunk and style to it. But the idea of, of taking puddles and, and or some combination of the Fighting Ducks logo, look, I, I wouldn't be opposed necessarily. I'd want it to be in good taste. And for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm, I'm talking about that, that kind of face right down there in the uh, bottom right corner of your screen. See those weatherman skills coming in handy. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like Oregon's missing it necessarily. And and when you're talking about, you know, the wow factor and the flair and the, the pomp and circumstance for recruits, I don't think Oregon's missing that on that front. It's not a terrible idea. Like, like, like it really isn't. Cause I think you could work it out. Because of how, you know, the O is design, put puddles in there somehow. People who are better at graphic design or artistic have I have no artistic sensibility whatsoever. That this is as artistic and creative as I get. Is talking here into the microphone to all of you out there who I greatly appreciate. I'm sure they could come up with something that looks pretty good. I don't think the football field is the thing that has to be uh, shall we say, reconsidered. Cause I don't think there's a lack of flair, shall we say, or a lack of cool pictures that come about from recruiting visits for for the Ducks. And I think the recruiting success that we've seen for the last several years for for the program re- are, are reflective of that. Speaking of basketball though. Oh, is that where I was going with that point? Yeah, it uh, it kind of was. I'm I'm curious. I'm really curious. Those of you who are basketball nuts out there, like myself. Do you do you like Matthew Knight Arena or not? I personally enjoy it. It is unique. It It's kind of that all publicity is good publicity approach at this point. That's what it's become because people think it's just horrible and ugly, no good, very bad, and the absolute worst thing in the world. I think it's a really cool concept and it's definitely unique. I don't know that it's turning recruits away. In fact, I can pretty definitively say it's not because – Next year, they've got Jackson Shellstad, who will probably be a five star at some point, and then two of the top five recruits in the country in KJ Emmons and uh, Mookie Cook. So, um, I wonder if people think like, "Oh no, that just needs to change." You got to stop flake taking flack for it. I don't know. It's a way. To, it's a way to get yourself out there. Just saying. Uh, speaking of basketball, tomorrow the women play Washington in the Pac-12 tournament. I will be following along. I'll be broadcasting a game myself, Southern Utah playing Grand Canyon men's basketball on ESPN plus in the final week of the regular season. But I will be following along. I will be most curious to see how they follow up those really great performances against the Arizona schools at home. And men's basketball just just refuses to let me give up on them. They're sitting at 16 and 13. And if they didn't have, you know, a few horrible losses, the thought of being 18 and 11 or 19 and 10 would probably put them in a, in a solid position given the wins they have right now. ASU, Utah twice, Arizona, USC, like th- that's uh yeah. But anyway, can't focus, can't dwell on the past. They're still on the bubble. They're, they're they're still on the bubble. Now, you need to win both games this week. That's not going to do anything for you, but it will avoid dropping you out of the bubble. Again, I put the at-large percentage right now for the men's team at around 10%, 15%. They, they probably have to win the Pac-12 tournament to get into the big dance, which they've done before, by the way. Dane Altman has, has won that tournament before. When a season was not going as planned and it turned around quickly, that team also had Peyton Pritchard. But uh man, that guy was really, really good. But if they if they win both this week and then they add another good win or two, like say if they could beat, I haven't looked at what the projected bracket might be. If they could beat like Colorado and one of the LA schools, maybe, or Arizona State again, and you know, an Arizona or a UCLA, that could be enough. It really, it really could, if they could pick up two wins in there against solid opponents, beat the Bay Area Schools this week. It's not impossible. That, that's all I will say. It's not impossible. Do I think it's particularly likely? No. Because they haven't shown a consistent ability to play consistently. They've been consistently inconsistent all year long would it be great if that were to change now? Yep, absolutely. Am I banking on it? No. But am I giving up on them? Absolutely not. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.